What's up, true believers, and welcome to the penultimate place to get your Marvel news. That is a tongue twister right there that we started it out. <laughs> Our MCU reviews and fireside chats for all things Marvel. This is episode 44 of the Marvel Mondays Initiative, and today's topic is episode two of Moon Knight. If you're listening on your favorite podcast service, please feel free to give us a good rating on that platform. It helps the algorithms and helps us grow our audience. If you're watching us on YouTube, please consider giving us a like and a sub. And don't forget to hit that bell to get notifications for all our new shows, like The Penultimate Game Show, The Cross Media Show, and Anime Nation. If you're watching on Twitch and have Amazon Prime, you have Prime Gaming, which means you have one free sub to give away to anyone. And we'd like it if you give it to us. But if you don't want to, that's quite all right. Those of you who don't know me, my name is Eric Ginn. I haven't been on the show in a while. And it's showing right now because I'm tripping up on all my words. Uh, your friendly neighborhood host for the evening alongside me today is the master of cinema himself, Christian Macias. Christian, how are you? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit cold today. It, I woke up and I'm like, why is it so freezing in my house? Closed the window, looked outside, and uh, there was snow. There's snow in Portland in the middle of April, so that's how today's going. All right. That's that's wild. It's already in the 80s down here in the swamps. So, yeah, I would like some cold weather in April. I would like a spring. We don't get spring here. It's either mm. super hot or, you know, it's chilly. We have no real fall or spring. So, um, Somebody say welcome to lucky. climate change, buddy. Oh, it's been no. like that forever. What did you say, Ruben? I said somebody say you're lucky. You don't have to deal with allergies. No. I'd rather deal with four seasons than spring. Spring is nice. Nah, and fall is great. <clears throat> yeah. I love fall. I hate spring. Spring, I don't like that my birthday is in spring. I really don't like it. Ugh, either way. That yeah. other voice you heard is Ruben Guerrero, of course, the director of the Penultimate Conquest. And he, you know, he runs this whole thing. What's up, Ruben? How are you? I'm good. How about you? We miss you. I'm good. Time. Thank you. Thank you. I miss you guys too. I saw that you did my question, but it kind of got we fucked did, up. We actually did so, Mark Spe M. Specter's question. Well, yes, yeah, like three seconds into it, the ruse is gone. Ah. It was me. Okay. But I did like kind of mess up. I was listening I did to mess it, it like. Up. I did mess it up, but I did redo it. So it should. I, it's, it's okay. I listened to it. It was fun. Okay. All right. How are you? You doing good today? Oh, yeah. Just How tired. is New York at this time of year? It's actually New Jersey, remember? That's right. Yeah, but I can still New York. I've been moved, Christian. <laughs> Have you seen the new setup? <laughs> I'm just reminding Eric. Okay. Is that an Andrew Ryan hoodie? Uh, yeah, from our own. Our... Oh, yeah. that's right. That's all right. That is. Yeah. That's our story. Check it out. For audio listeners, it says no gods or kings, only man. So. And then you get some Kevin Levine writing. Kevin yeah. Levine. It's Ken. Is it Kevin? It's Ken. 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 Whoops. Kevin. What? What Allegedly. is time? Allegedly. I don't know what time is anymore. Um, <laughs> just like that one Dennis Vevelude, the director of Arrival, which I found out. Mm. What hurts more, do you think, for him, Ruben? The fact that he didn't get nominated for Best Director for Dune, or he did not win any Teen Choice Awards for movies. What do you think hurts more? The I Teen would, Choice, no, absolutely. I would definitely say the, the Oscar. I'm, I'm just joking. I, yeah, I'm, yeah. Okay. 
Unless he's like really like, big into the Teen Choice Awards. Really big into the Teen Choice Awards. I was looking through it. I'm like, did he actually? What did he actually get nominated for Best Director for? And I scrolled down. I'm like, he didn't even win a Teen Choice Award. Could you How imagine? can he say he's the best? Could you imagine if he did make Dune just to win a Teen Choice Award? Hey, you gotta you gotta respect the grind. Anyway, few housekeeping notes before we get into all the Marvel goodies. Uh, Samara, Ruben, Ryan, and a lucky guest will be talking all about that blue hedgehog himself, Sonic, when they review Sonic the Hedgehog 2 on the Cross Media Show tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern. So if you like the big blue ball of fur and knuckles or tails or Dr. Eggman, Spoilers. if you like any of those characters, uh, come in and check it out. I hear one, uh, Christian, I hear you not like that movie very much. Where are you hearing this from? Where'd you get this information from? I don't know. I don't know, Christian. But, you know, it's looking like it's probably the best. Well, see, the thing is, I saw the tweet when you said this is your Morbius. As the only person on this show who has actually seen Morbius, I I gotta tell you, there's only, Sonic can only go up from Morbius. I don't know. The the fact that you said that is like a spit in the face to Sonic himself. When I, I sent that tweet out, my idea was that um, this is like because I'm not gonna watch Morbius. Like this is the worst movie that I've seen this year. Like a, a, like this is the worst movie of the video game movies. This is insane because this is what's looking to be like the best video game movie we've ever gotten so far. As of as of, it was not it was not even the the fun kind of bad. You know what I mean? Like the room. It was just bad. I think we're going to take it away from here. Uh, and remember, <laughs> our conquest this week is happening at Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And it's going to be just normal Halo night with the boys. You know, maybe play some free-for-all Slayer. Check it out this Wednesday. We'll see. Um, this Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, we will be talking all about Crystal Dynamics on Penultimate Game Show. they got a lot going on. Got a new Tomb Raider game. Apparently working on um, that perfect dark game with the initiative. Apparently they're uh, like, you know, taking the lead. What it looks like because everybody is quitting from the initiative. Mm-hmm. We shall see again. Tune in Thursday. Find out all about crystal and uh, dynamics. And as always, please feel free to leave your thoughts and questions on our Speakpipe. www.speakpipe.com/slash/penultimateconquest. Uh, www.speakpipe, so. Housekeeping out the way. Let's get into some questions from Ruben as he has his hand raised. I just want to say, can we strip the title of Master of Cinema from Christian? Like, he just said Sonic 2 was bad. Well, did you see Sonic 2 yet? Yeah, I saw it. You saw Sonic 2? Okay. Okay. All right. Just making sure. And you had a good time? I had a great time. That rocks. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. So, but anyway, are we in agreement? Well, who knows? Maybe we'll have to listen to his review tomorrow. You're gonna hate me today, by the way. So I'm gonna hate you today. Why did yeah, you say that? You'll, you'll see why. We'll see what's going on here. Oh, no. All right, time to get that Marvel news. Not a lot to go on this week. Um, the Thor Love and Trailer, Love and Thunder trailer, maybe soon. Love and Trailer. Um, love and Trailer. Uh, the Hindi actor for Chris Hemsworth uh, posted a picture saying he has done his work for the trailer, so probably expected soon. 
maybe who knows we've already reached the point of shortest time between trailer and movie it's already broke the record so just don't even drop a trailer you know exactly uh let the trailer be the post credit scene for the movie no who knows nope no we're not doing that shit anymore interesting we're not doing that yeah They did. They did that for Doctor Strange. Yeah, we didn't oh, like it though. I'm, no, I'm, I was joking. Then put the Thor: Love and Thunder trailer at the end of Thor: Love and Thunder. Ah, okay, oh, okay, okay, that's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah just yeah, a bad yeah. joke. Huh? Um, no. So other things. Uh, Sam Raimi weighed in on Doctor Strange versus Scarlet Witch with a fun quote. He said, um, "If you look at it, uh, Scarlet Witch has the power, obviously, but Doctor Strange has the knowledge." I thought that was fun. Maybe um, probably gonna be what the movie's like. Wanda's gonna have all this raw and tapped power, but Stephen Strange, master of the mystic arts, we'll see. It's interesting that they're not the same. They're not the same, but like he could have been like, "Hey, we can help you control your magic. Why, why, why not?" You know. Well, she's gone through a lot. Yeah, all the more reason why you lend out, put out a lending hand. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also some new Doctor Strange posters dropped today, and they look like chaos magic is enveloping everybody. So interesting right there. We'll see what's going on. Um, they did, I think they did confirm that this is not going to be the two and a half hour movie initially was. It's going to be like two hours and eight minutes. Yeah. I believe so probably true. this movie is probably going to be like, let's go. Let's move. So that could be I fun. I kind of appreciate that. Yeah. Um, no time for filler. Yeah. Let's just get moving. I'm sorry. And, and two um, hours just feel like a hefty length, by the way. Yeah. All right. Um, so that is all the Marvel news. If you guys have anything new you want to add. Uh, I did want to say that I think, like I've said these past couple of weeks, I'm hoping that we get the Thor Love and Thunder trailer a week before Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Just to, like, fucking get in with the hype, you know? Get the well, hype it will definitely be... I think it's definitely going to be before Doctor Strange, because they're going to put that trailer before. You said that, but you also thought it was going to be last month, and you were wrong. Well, that's also, you know, pretty standard to think of. Trailer will come at least four months before Yeah, but this is out. Marvel fucking Phase 4, man. We don't know what like, the fuck... Like, back in Phase 1 and Phase 2, they released trailers, like, eight months before the movie came Again. out. This is Marvel Phase 4. We don't know what the fuck they're doing. We could. All right. Um, if we got nothing else. All right. Let's get into did it. You, well, hold on. Did you mention the Morbius news? <laughs> did I mention nope. the Morbius news? Yeah, we talked about it beforehand. Record. Oh, yeah. It broke um, a record for second worst box office hold. Uh, I think it dropped like 75%. I um, you could say we didn't want this to happen but we all well here's the thing um morbius is not a big name like venom is so all right right now it's budget uh budget was about 75 to 83 million and its box office is 126 yeah but here's the thing also i don't understand how people think that you can make a movie of a villain without the hero like it just doesn't make any sense I did that with Venom movies. Dude. Yeah, and look how bad those turned out, Eric. They made so much money, though. Eric, you're not understanding. They had to hire the worst actor they could possibly find to make these movies subpar. 
Eric. Either Tom way. Hardy right. himself. It's now it's now time to oh what's up? Uh I quick clarification, it was seventy four percent, not seventy five, so you're off by a percentage. Okay. Screw you, Eric. And second, the variety headline is incredible. The auspicious season that some sorry. Uh, considering dismal reviews and poor word of mouth, the auspicious season that some fans have deemed the summer of Morbius may lo- no longer be within reach. So, FND. The so summer I, of Morbius? So, I yeah, don't bro. think we're in I don't spring. think we need a Morbius sequel, but I think you'll definitely show up in other Sony movies either way. All right, let's just get into it. He's we didn't have our Morbius review on this show, and I think it's about time He's we change that. show up in <laughs> Uh, and you know what's so, gonna happen? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to continue this. You know what's gonna happen? He's gonna be at the end of the tri- of the end credit scene, and he's like, "I'm pulling the team together." <laughs> so again, as the only person on this panel who's actually seen Morbius, I can confirm it's not great. It's not the worst comic book movie I've ever seen, but it's it's not not that good. The the post credits. Mm-mm. Oh, I saw them on TikTok. Mm-mm. It is terrible. I'm I also saw the, the dance number. No, the dance number. No. What was the Matt dance Smith in, the, in like oh, some, some bathroom? Yep, yep. he was dan- he was dancing and like he's like poor Matt uh, Smith, man. Why is he in this movie? It's such a shame. Like he's like the best part of the movie. But it's okay. He, he's coming back for uh, Mother of Dragons or something. House yeah, of Dragons. Uh, Go look in the uh, general text chat of what I just dropped, Ruben, by the way. Okay, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) It's supposed to be the summer of Morbius, Jerry. No. First off, how dare you, okay? Don't ever do this to me. And I will say, again, Jared Leto was not, you know, terrible in it. The movie is decent. Before he gets his vampire powers, the movie is actually pretty decent. Once he gets his vampire powers. Uh, but anyway, go check out our review of Morbius on the Cross Media Show uh, last week. Turns out, out Morbius and Edward Cullen have a lot in common. They're both into high school chicks. Anyway, go on. <laughs> well, maybe not Morbius, but maybe. Sorry, Jared Leto. Yeah, yeah I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Terrible, terrible post credits. We we find out how it connects to everything. Ruben, no, it, no, no, no. It's, it's not, not the connection we wanted. Eric. It's well, you that that was all you wanted. How does this movie? I wanted a connection that makes sense. I want to know. I wanted a connection that made sense. Okay. But Michael Keaton just goes. I hope the food tastes better in this <laughs> joint, and I'm like, oh my god. It was really bad. It was really it's bad. Like, and then what he says. I don't know how I got here. Probably Spider-Man's fault. <laughs> it's like, what? How? Better Either than Sonic. I mean, shut up. They could probably <laughs> had TV in in jail. Jesse says probably Spider-Man. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So, I will. I will Either give way. him that. They probably had TV in jail. They did. All right, Ruben. I I'm just checking this thing. Like you, re- we gotta change it because now it says that we are reviewing Morbius. On the Twitch alert. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. That's definitely. We are not reviewing Morbius. No, no, no. Either way, we're here to review Moon Knight episode two. Um, I believe the episode was called like Suit Up or something. Get the suit. Uh, Either way. Um, So, uh, let's just go around here real quick. 
Uh, what did you think of this episode, Ruben? I'm gonna start with you. Okay. What? No, start with Christian. I'm reading this live notification. <laughs> Christian, I'll start with you. What did you think of this episode? Um, I I didn't like it. I I what I wanted out of episode one, like I got a taste of it, and then they seemed to kind of both expound on the stuff that I didn't like, and then the stuff that I did like, which is like the conversation piece, like that was not enough for me. Like I wanted more conversation between Ethan Hawke and uh, and Oscar Isaac's characters. And we got like one great scene where they're like just walking through this like uh, this I don't know what do you want to call it this cult area that that uh, the warehouse. What's his name in in the show? Oh, oh yeah, it was just yeah, it was just um he was walking through like a little city square area or yeah, but like in everyone London. in there is like followers of Ethan yeah. Hawke and stuff. And, and that conversation was great to me. It, it was again all the action that just lost me when I'm seeing um, uh, Mister Knight and uh, just fight like an invisible creature that's like the shots are like just too long mm -hmm. uh, i i wasn't feeling it that said like the the sequence at the end where he jumps off and like you know the cinematography there with the moon behind him that stuff is cool don't get me wrong but just it seems like i'm not getting what i want out of the show which is more drama less action mm -hmm. um so we'll see how episodes three through six end up shaking out for me gotcha ruben what do you think um, I'm kind of in agreement with uh, Christian. I just rewatched this this afternoon, and while at first I liked it in the first viewing, I thought it was interesting. <clears throat> I did find a couple things wrong with it uh, with the second viewing, just like I get the feeling that they're kind of scared to talk about what's happening with uh, Mark and Steven, like the clinical stuff aspect of it. They're beating around the bush like either just say it or just stop talking about it you know um but i did like the action towards the end when he turned into mark you know when mark took mm -hmm. over i should say uh steven i would have preferred the conversation with arthur as uh not with steven but with mark with mark yeah Yes, I thousand think, percent. Yeah, just because Mark actually knows what the hell's going on, and Stephen has no idea whatsoever. The th the thing is, uh, Ruben, you're so right. And sorry, Eric, to just steal, just jump in like this. Um, when I'm thinking about it, like episodes one through six, it makes sense for Stephen to still be like very hesitant to this whole world because we're only like a third of the way through. We're still in the first act, so that's that's where I'm I'm, I'm thinking this is. But when you have like elongated acts, right? Two hours of Stephen just being willfully ignorant and like wanting out mm -hmm. it's a bit too much and like at this point i want more answers and, and more conversations that lead me to those answers yes. and steven is just like no i don't want any part of this and like when i'm an hour two i'm just like okay but i i, I want in because i'm watching the show like i, yeah. I want to know what's going on and so there was, I'm, I'm with you ruben for me there was too much resistance like the minute mm -hmm. that he saw um what's her name pop up his wife mark's wife pop up he should have been like all right man i'm gonna give you control because this is getting a little too out of hand for me but that's not here nor there eric what did you think of this show uh so right now i think um it's really interesting what they're doing because it's like a so i just heard baby cry um cool. oh we're good tess is Tess is good um so it's like I talked about last week. Well, I like the fact there really hasn't been any MCU stuff whatsoever in the show. It's its own thing. The problem is you have this very 
you know, eccentric character in Moon Knight that not a lot of people know about. And so the six episodes is really tough because we have to get the plot moving. And so you don't have enough time to get this mm. going because this is a very complicated character. And so I, I have never truly been a fan of the six episodes stuff that Disney does. I think it's great for some things like no filler, like story, story, story. But we're moving so fast, you don't give any time to breathe. Like the Arthur, um, Stephen conversation at the table doesn't get that much time to breathe. Like it's mm. like I say something, and now we're in like fight mode. So I would have liked more of that. I agree with you. Um, but in a way, it's oh, <laughs> it's really good at um, the mystery behind Moon Knight. I think is what it's doing, especially like the scene when you know Conchu is like going everywhere uh, in this warehouse building. And then Arthur is like, what's he saying right now? He's saying like, you know, I am the, I am justice or something. Did he just say that? And yeah. so I like that. And especially when he said, I used to be the avatar of Kanchu. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. That was great. That's a little more depth. Like, Hey, I've done what you're doing before. I don't like it. I did like, you know, we get a little bit of morality in here too, where it's like, what's, what's better. You know, eradicating evil before it even has time to happen or mm. let people have their choices and then go about that. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Because I, I totally agree with Steven uh, on, on that for all right. Like, that's that's so clear to me. But then, like, adding the, the element of of Arthur being like, well, I was the previous, like, um, avatar. avatar. And, you know, maybe he's, you know, manipulating you right or manipulating mark and then that extra element of the you know spoilers at the end of the episode when he's like you know he's conscious thinking that his next avatar should be mark's wife and like that complexity and like gray area with you know our hero quote unquote and you know this god figure that stuff is like so intriguing to me right like that that that's the good stuff there that i like in the show sorry and, my computer kind of no it's out. okay yeah. you're you're good now mm -hmm. i i i just feel like for new characters marvel needs to stick with the netflix 13 episodes format just because it gives you time to it gives you more time to elaborate on the stuff that's happening with the character when we first start out <clears throat> it gives us more time to uh figure out what the hell is happening with mark and and uh steven it gives us more of the Layla Mark dynamic and it gives us more time for Arthur to show us like, why is he doing what he's doing? And I think what's interesting about this is I know Kevin Feige and them have said, this is the origin story. Like this is how we get things moving. Moon Knight is going to be a big deal going forward. And then, um, so to kind of see all the pieces get into place, um, I'm interested to see where they go with this, especially they're now in Egypt. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for that. And let's see. I looked at this. So the guys who directed this episode are known horror directors. Which um, I didn't feel. Uh, I felt that only in the first half. Yeah, yeah, when he was getting chased by Kanchu. That's all I felt. Mm -hmm. Like I, I very much enjoy that. And it's like I said when I, um, my comments like that. I like that Stephen Grant is the focus. Because they have, he has no idea what's going on, just like the audience. We have no idea what's happening to him. And we're going along this ride with Steven. And we're seeing all this extra uh, outside stuff. Like, oh, this is confusing. Who is this guy talking to me? And just like Steven, we want answers to questions. I, 
I agreed with you. I I would have agreed with you last week. But mm-hmm. now, when I'm finding out so many mysteries about Mark, kind of now suddenly I don't care about Steven, especially when he's disengaging all the time. It's like, well, now if, I just want to know about Mark now, yeah. especially because like everything interesting is happening surrounding the world of Mark and not Steven anymore. So I, it looks I mean, at the end of the episode, it looks like Mark is in control now. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we're probably going to get that. Um, so, yeah, it's just heartbreaking just watching Steven uh, go through all this and everyone, you know, is thinking he's Mark. Uh, especially like when Layla's in, and of course, I get my favorite thing ever and most stuff where it's like, I don't know what's going on. What do you mean? You don't remember? Like, no, I just said I don't know what's going on. Um, but yeah, it's it's harrowing, especially with, uh, like when he gets the divorce papers and he's like, I, I, I would never divorce you. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, that stuff um, is like sweet, right? When he yeah. starts reciting poetry and then she starts reciting too, and he's like, oh, that's my favorite. And like, no, it's mine. Like, yeah. That stuff is that stuff yeah. works for me. Like, so uh, I very much enjoyed that. Um, like uh, you guys said, like the action was a little weird this time. I didn't like the fact, again, that our action is just the jackal again. Mm. Wasn't a fan of that. I have to agree with Christian. I don't appreciate that these beings are invisible to the average Joe. Yeah. And like, what's what's the deal behind that? Um, so... And then um, I have my, my, my first question here. Like, did you like Mr. Knight? Ruben? Uh, so obviously I don't know much about Moon Knight. I have here a, a couple of notes. And uh, let me see if I can find it. I think I was hoping that uh, Mr. Knight was something other than Steven's version of Moon Knight. Mm. I was so the kind interesting... of... Go ahead. So like the interesting about that is like when they tell him to suit up, suit up, suit up, Steven has no idea what they're talking about. So right. this is what Steve like, is like what Steven thinks suiting up would be. And I think that was interesting because he's never seen the suit before. He has no idea. For him, a suit, you know, a nice three piece suit mm. and everything. I thought that was cool. And especially like Mark, like, what are we wearing, dude? This makes sense, right? Because he ha- that you're right, he has never seen it before. The last every time he, he is in the suit, he's he's blacked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I, I just mm-hmm. would have hoped that Kanchu would have like summoned it, you know, like the actual Moon Knight suit. Does that right. make sense? Well, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but we don't know whether or not Kanchu can right, really have right, any right, effect right, right. on this. Right. Like, he's able to like do some wind and stuff and throw a little temper tantrum. Yeah. We don't know how what effect he has on the physical world. Right. Um, I, I guess I was hoping you know, we're bringing it back. We keep mentioning the word avatar. I, I'm I was expecting the rest of the avatars that Kanchu has had throughout the years to appear as Mister Knight. You know, mm-hmm. give him some guidance. Like, yeah, like in you know in the comics, Mister Knight is a version of Boon Knight. You know, he went undercover with Secret Avengers. Yeah. Um, he wanted to have like a cool, stylish suit. Um, so this is what we got here. Uh, so I did like the float like a butterfly, sing like a bee. My name is Steven with a bee. I was no, like, okay, Steven, no. have a little fun right there. No, that was a yeah. horrible line. I, I didn't like I didn't like that either, Ruben. I, mean, I, I, I just I didn't I didn't like Steven behind the suit as much. Yeah, um, good stuff. The suit did, the suiting up. Oh, go ahead. I love when he rolled up his sleeves. I, thought that I did fun. like that. Yeah, I, look, <laughs> I did like that. Can I, I will say like aesthetically too, by the way, like the mistress. The way the showrunners made the Mr. Knight suit look, it, it does look good. Because I was kind of worried that 
the CG suit would wouldn't look as good, but like it it looks pretty good when I'm watching it on TV, and I I do actually enjoy the um the white eyes, like it it looks cool both with the actual proper Moon Knight suit and the Mister Knight suit. Looks I good. just feel like the mask could have been like a one piece instead of it being stitched in the middle, you know. But that's just me being picky. Well, it could be a thing that Steven's kind of broken right now. He's split in two. He's split in three. Maybe the, maybe this mends him together. And yeah, we don't know how many personalities we got going on in here. All we know right now is just it's Steven and Mark. Yeah. Uh, usually there's up to four. Sometimes it's just a little girl who's one of the personalities. So that's... We've, have we all seen Split? Oh, the yeah. movie by M. Night Shyamalan? Could be, yes. you know, 20 plus? M. Night? Moon Night? Oh, oh, oh. Eric, you're onto something here. Oh man! Um, but yeah, like I said, I did like you know Oscar Isaac did a pretty good job, you know, having the meek, frail little Steven. But once he like it's Mark Spector confidence, especially was in the Moon Knight suit. Um, I liked him running. Uh, that was that was a cool shot. Um, and the moon shot was really cool too. Wish I had more. I want mm-hmm. more fighting with the Moon Knight. He's got a lot of skills, and all we've seen so far is him running, pick up a jackal, slam it down. That's about it. And it was cool. It yeah, was cool. It was, it was cool. very cool. Um, Mark's did, voice in that suit sounded great. I did like the shot of, you know, when Steven's the one in the mirror. I did like the shot of Mark kicking the mirror. Oh, I thought that man. was I, I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, also, like, a great <laughs> moment, too, of showing how, like, unhinged Mark could be. Because, we, like, we don't really know. There's, like, brief instances where we, like, get a hint of, like, Mark's characterization. But, like, that moment where he just, like, breaks and starts breaking the mirror. It's like, oh, yeah, this... This guy ain't so good after all, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did. I did like. Um, we're just gonna go around uh, the episode now. Some things I did like. It was heartbreaking, you know, when the uh, museum's HR was yes. talking to Mark, kind of like belittling him with mm-hmm. his problem. Like, hey, we got a place you can go to where they can fix you and all that stuff. And I'm like, this is not. This is not cool. This man's going through a lot right now, and you're just, you know, patronizing him. I right. think. I didn't like that. My favorite thing about Steven is how much he unabashedly enjoys his job. And I'm thinking like, like how smart he is about history, Egyptian history and how like enthusiastic he is about sharing it. And like the, what makes him tragic for me in episode one is how his boss consistently like, no, you're not going to get that job. You're on inventory. You're just like, you're just a dude running the shop. And yet he still continues to work at the museum. And so to get episode two where he's forced to get like turn in his badge, you know, and it's just his nameplate with Steven on it. It's so sad, dude. So like, I, it could I be love like, that. It's part of his thing. He's got a lot going on right now with his own self, like giving up like his name. I don't know. Maybe it's like giving up part of himself right here, which he has no control over right now, which um, was interesting. And it's just... Whenever he talks to the living statue guy, I just always feel mm. for Steven. Um, it's tough. Like I said, that's why I think it was good to have Steven be the vehicle for the audience for the first two episodes, because um, he has no idea what's going on, neither do we. Uh, let's go to... What did you think of Ethan Hawke in this episode, Ruben? Um, <clears throat> Ethan Hawke continues to, like, scare the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I... It was interesting to find out that he was the previous Avatar before Mark, um, we're assuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also, like... How badly did Kanchu mess you up to f- to make you turn to Amit, the one that practically kills people because of something that you could possibly do in the future? 
Well, maybe it could be a thing of um, Arthur saw so much like evil and destruction, and yeah. he had to wait until Conchu said, "Hey, now go do it." Okay. Rather, like Amit will give him, like, "Hey, we could wipe out all evil. We can make like this utopia that you want." Hmm. But it also begs the question of how the hell did he get out of being Conchu's avatar? Guess we'll find out. Hopefully, you um, know, Mark can find out. I need, uh, I need a little bit more there. What we got, I think, so far has been good. One of the most interesting interesting shots of Arthur has been the very first minute of the show, which is of him putting uh, breaking the glass and putting on the slippers. Give me more of that kind of like meditation on his psyche. That is going to really pique my interest. Onto like conversation with with Stephen was great, but give me just a little bit more to push that further. When he's not in front of his followers, what's what's he like? Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. I, I also wrote down here, like, at the end of this episode, he we see somebody pick up the scarab. And he's like, um, that's mine. I can offer you shelter and food, but that is is for me. Like, And then he decides to kill the guy. If it's all about morality with you, why would... This guy just picked up the fucking scarab. <laughs> he didn't do anything wrong. You didn't know that he's done anything wrong. Up, like he he didn't use the, the cane to figure out. Well, it kind of it kind of backed away there. Like we didn't get that shot. We just get the shot of like. But that's what I'm saying. Of, like he's dead. So. But he didn't have. I don't think I saw the cane with him. I was assuming he he judged, uh, Ahmed judged the him. Okay. But I, you could be right. You could, yeah, because you're right. I don't think I saw him do do like place the cane at all. You're right. Mm. Yeah. So curious. Curious. Maybe that's just a, a a a cover for Amit to just take souls. Uh, I did like the Steve. Like, yeah, you're gonna listen to the crocodile lady. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's real fun. Um, I did like the fact you know everyone's. I know you guys mentioned it last week when I was listening. Like, it's interesting that you know everyone's involved in this. The police are part of this, which I thought was interesting as well. Like, what what what's going on here? How's Arthur get all these people? Um, although I did see, I put here in the notes, uh, Ethan Hawke shines in every scene he's in. Apparently, Simulu, Simu, uh, Simu Lu did not like the Mandarin he spoke. Um, you don't like, I'm sorry, what? The Mandarin, the Mandarin he spoke. The Mandarin that um, Arthur used in that one oh. scene. It's like, didn't like it. He needs to fire his Mandarin teacher. <laughs> well, I mean, I respect that. Yeah. Just a fun little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Now that the plot is kind of coming together, we know what Amit actually like what uh, Arthur wants to do. Um, where where do we think we're going here? Especially the fact that now we're in Egypt. You know, how long are we going to be here? We're going to be here for the rest of the show. Uh, Ruben, what, what what do you think? Where where are we going to go from here? What would you like to see happen? I, I'm still debating on whether or not who to believe, Mark or or Arthur. Like, you build up. For me, like I, I had said before, that the, the only horror part of this episode was, you know, uh, Stephen being chased by Kanchu. And then they just lead up to that with Kanchu just blowing air and throwing a temper tantrum, so to speak. So it's kind of like, like mm. what are we getting? Are we getting the scary god? Or are we getting the one that's throwing a temper tantrum just because he doesn't get his way? Like, what's happening here? <clears throat> um... I have no idea where this show is going to go. Uh, I have here, do we expect to see more Egyptian gods popping up in the future of Moon Knight? That would be cool. 
what are the typical villains like in Moon Knight comics, Eric? Do you know? Or are we usually getting uh, like more Egyptian kind of gods and stuff? Yeah, it's it's gonna be more like that. Well, we'll see really how it goes. Um, I don't know what they do. Like I said, they have. Uh, like I said, we only have two personalities here. Most of the personalities usually have like four, usually. Mm, um, mm. And so yeah, Moon Knight fights obviously like all the supernatural stuff. Um, okay. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes from here. Uh, I was just going to say that Christian and I spoke a little bit about this last week. Do we, Chris, Eric, this is for you. Do we like the MCU diving deeper into Egyptian lore? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's interesting. It's hard with the six episode stuff. You can't really spend a lot of time on it. Right. And I do like the fact that, excuse me, I do like, let me see, let me get the right name here. Um, the directors are Egyptian. Okay. I think that's really good. I think that's really important for this, um, especially I, the showrunner for Miss Marvel, Pakistani. Like I think that's the most important part of here how they do this right mm-hmm. um, is that you actually get the representation for that. So I think like it honestly has felt authentic with their uh, talk of Egyptian uh, history. So especially since we're going to Egypt now, I'd like to see. I would like to see what they do. And so uh, Mohammed Diab. Deeb, Deeb, I believe that's his name. He directed the first episode. He's directing the next episode and episode five and six. It's so, very uh, cool to see Egypt uh, when, when mm-hmm. like the curtain came by and there was not the orange filter that yeah you usually see in Hollywood for any kind. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did like the where are we going? Where the hell do you think? See, I did like what. For some reason, I thought they were going back in time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. I did like that from Comstru. Like, where the hell do you think we're going? Um, what's going to so be he, interesting? Uh-huh. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. What's What's going to be interesting for me is usually with with kind of a lot of the Disney shows. What I've kind of noticed is the villains usually are closer to the truth of whatever mystery is going on. It's just colored in, you know, by their own beliefs and via the hero challenging them we get to the the actual truth which is which is close to the villain's truth but like obviously more a bit objective so i'm very curious to see what kind of truth steven uncovers about you know conchu um how he takes over these avatars there's i think there's totally gonna be like a flashback to um like a younger arthur at some point i I feel like that might that might be might be happening. I think I we're going to get flashbacks to younger, like, Mark, how he became. Yeah, I would mm-hmm. love to here. see the story that Mark just keeps saying, like, hey, if it wasn't for Kanchu, we'd be dead. So, like, I kind of... Yeah. Yeah, I, I just want that scene to happen, even if it's a flashback, obviously. And like, there was, like, what, a bit... Real quick, there's the bit of information, too, that we got of Mark, like, when he found the scare, but then, like, everyone else, like, dies at like at that excavation site mm-hmm. which th- i feel like there's something uh, there's probably going to be a flashback there as well because nothing is ever as it seems right like well let's find out what actually happened yeah, right so and uh it's weird to um it'll be interesting to see is like this one of those things where it's like it's at the brink of death that Kanshu comes to you um mm. maybe that's what happened like and maybe mark knows what it takes for Conchu to get his avatars, and he doesn't want that for Layla. Um, I think that's interesting. Um, what did you, What did you think of Layla in this episode? It's it's difficult because you know it's like how she's playing it. 
they have this history. She's playing off of this history with Mark with uh, and Stephen has knows nothing about this, so he has a genuine earnest uh, curiosity to everything she's saying. Mm-hmm. Um I, I think need a little more from her, especially if she's like, you know, been a partner with Mark this whole time. Uh, maybe she was also at the dig site. Um maybe she saw what happened to him. Who knows? Um, but like, it just goes back to the six episode structure. Cause like WandaVision was perfect. We had like the first two, three episodes. We get the groundwork laying down. Hey, this is weird. This is strange. What is happening here? And then, you know, by end of episode three, we get the, Oh, Wanda's controlling all of this. Okay. And so I, I kind of would like them to do that with the Disney plus shows going forward. Give them more episodes. I don't know if this is a thing where, like, okay, let's release it here in six episodes. We'll be ready for Doctor Strange. I don't want stuff like that. Like, mm. give, it's like give these stories like time to, you know, like kind of exist on their own. Because that's what happened. You know, that's what we got with Wandavision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like they existed. Like there was nothing else going on, and they took up so much of the. Um, just the conversation, like the conversations with WandaVision, those whole nine weeks, like that was the most, probably some of the most important conversations on the internet from a pop culture standpoint. Then you got Falcon and Winter Soldier, most important conversations we have on the internet from a pop culture standpoint. And then when Loki comes out, Loki's there. Oh, hey, Black Widow's coming right here. And so it, it like, what do yeah. we focus on more? And then, so I kind of want that with these shows, like release them to where they can be like their own selves. And it kind of exists. So it's just, like I said, we're 33% through this show. We don't really have any idea what's going on. And that's tough. I did see and, here. Oh, go ahead. No, let's move on. Yeah, you, you covered most of what I got to say. So I'll um, see all I agree. So right here, I saw that Ethan Hawke, uh, to get inspiration for Arthur Harrow, he used... Uh, David Koresh, uh, Carl Jung, Carl Jung, sorry, John, uh, Fidel Castro, Dalai Lama, and an interesting one here, Pentecostal televangelist Jimmy Swagger. You know what's interesting about that, Ruben? I pass by that dude's church so many times a week. <laughs> that dude's like, uh, his like base of operations is in Baton Rouge. Really? And that dude is with a lot of scandals so oh, if he's using him as a basis for arthur oh, um, I, I immediately went to like jim jones who i went to yeah so let's see uh but yeah i it's really it's really tough i think what the base they got here because you're right ruben also you mentioned earlier we haven't really gone into stephen and mark's did yeah. yeah, we haven't really gone into that. Maybe with some more in these next few episodes, we'll get more, more and more into that because that's one of the most important parts of Moon Knight. And I feel as though they're kind of like it's being sacrificed for the sake of the story. Yeah. So I, I would like that yeah. to be center stage. Maybe next episode, center stage. Let's hope. Um, I have a question here. I wrote down who do we think is the core personality and who's the alter? It, from what it's sounding like, it's it's sounding like it's Mark is the core and Steven's the altar. But 
it's difficult because we also hear Steven say, like, you've ruined my entire life. So we don't really know how long his, his life is. I don't know. I, I'm very confused. Uh, we get uh, the whole history with mm. Layla, the fact that he's um, that he's married and she knows about his mom is something that makes me think that Mark is the, is the core personality. But again, like I said, Steven, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. What do we think? So, so obviously I am not an expert on DID. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say that right now, but, um, you know, from what I have read, it's usually linked to a lot of trauma, uh, PTSD. Maybe the thing that happened in Egypt is what caused him to split Okay. a little bit. Um, maybe that's when Steven came in, like after Conchu stuff happened. Like something terrible happened mm. to Mark. Or maybe it's childhood stuff with Mark. Uh, I do think Mark is the... Uh, dominant one because usually in every Moon Knight stuff Mark is the dominant personality right. um, so I think uh, I think you're right what, there what an interesting question to think about because up until this point I don't think I, I really gave it much thought like, as far as I was concerned like both Were the are core? right in their own way like they are both their core they are both independent because that's just the way I was reading both those personalities right. but yeah, if I'm understanding correctly, there there is ultimately, you know, with a disorder like one core, yeah, identity that then splits off into into others. Yeah, oh, that gives me a lot to think about. Good, I'm glad. So I, I did check IMDb, and there are going to be some more uh, Egyptian gods, sweet and goddesses. So I think that'll be interesting. And goddesses. Oh, cool. Cool. Um, I also wrote down here, does the next candidate get a choice in being Conchu's avatar? Which, Eric, you kind of touched upon before. But, like, the way that they're setting up, like, oh, Layla is going to be my next avatar. The way that Conchu makes it sound like Layla is going to choices. They don't have choices, but at the same time, maybe it's like, I think Christian had said that... There's got to be, like, a life or death situation, you know? Like, the only way you'll live is if you decide to become the Avatar. So it makes it sound like Layla's going to... Something's going to happen to Layla where she just... Eventually in the future, turns into the Avatar. When she learns firebending. Yeah. I think with this one, uh, I think we, there's just a lot of questions here. And I yeah. think that's what keeps it interesting every week. There's so many questions that we have. It's not, you know, a straightforward thing like Hawkeye and Falcon Winter Soldier was. It's it's kind of like Loki. What is going to happen? What's going on mm. here? Yeah, That is what drives probably more, I would say, than this narrative right now. Probably narrative sounds pretty standard. You know, guy wants to, you know, eradicate all these people. Hero sips and saves the day. But... I think I'm with you guys here. I would like Mark to kind of be the focus maybe for the next episode or two. Um, maybe the kicking of the mirror was, um, and like Steven's gone away now for a bit. Maybe yeah. the, the, that's what that yeah. represented. It was kind of heartbreaking um, the way he was describing it. Like, I, yeah, I don't like this. Yeah. So, um, so uh, any other thoughts? 
Yeah, just to wrap it up, I think I agreed with everything you guys are saying. I think I've decided that, what, just what Eric just said just a, a few seconds ago, that the questions themselves that the show is asking, I think are my favorite part of Moon Knight so far. All these kinds of mysteries that we're, we're trying to solve together with, with Steven in our own heads. That stuff is fascinating. I think for me, it's just the, all the elements that make up the asking of those questions feels very much like a half step of TV, movie making, whatever, media, content making, where like nothing seems like it's all in every, everywhere. Like the fight scenes aren't, aren't my favorite, um, nor is the drama my favorite because it feels like we're sacrificing all everything just to fit the constraints of a 50-minute TV show over the course of only six episodes. That Everything just kind of suffers in between that... And just left being like, okay, well, sure, we'll, we'll keep watching, but I wish this was a bit better. I also do want to say that I'm not taking anything away from Oscar Isaac's acting. Like, I think he's doing phenomenally. It's just the things that they're making the characters do, like float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, my name is Steven with a V. It could have been taken out, you know, Steven being so resistant against giving Mark the, the the control. It could have been a little less, you know. Like I said, as soon as Layla entered the picture, he should have let Mark take over. Now, I'm saying this to you, like, Ruben, if you were in that situation and a voice in your head was telling you, hey, give me control, would you not be a little trepidatious about it? Yeah, but at the same time, this person that it's sounds like it's important to the voice um she's saying that we have a life together so obviously i'm going to let the person who knows what's happening in this situation to take over you know i do i do like another thing here i like when like the especially when mark was trying to talk to steven like don't do that i kind of like how his voice was the most prominent in the scene yeah like that's all we hear right now like from steven's voice. don't do that like He's trying to deal with all this, and this pounding voice in his head is telling him, don't do that. I yeah. thought that oh, was interesting. But you know what I didn't like, Ruben? What the, what's that? The freeze frame shot we had in this episode. Oh, it was so bad. I thought that I was thought my weird. TV was, I thought my my TV got, like, started. I thought it was strange. <laughs> I don't remember the freeze frame. The he freeze was, frame was uh, he was getting scared by Khonshu. And he's running away. He's running away from Khonshu and then, like, stops. And then it cuts to him running outside the building. Yeah. Like, he's screaming when Kanchu, I forgot what Kanchu yeah. tells him, but, like, we get the picture of Kanchu of turning around and looking at Steven. At, again, he says something. I don't know what it is. Um, maybe. I don't remember this. Go look at it. It's, like, at the 13-minute mark. It's right after the storage locker. Yeah. Uh, it's, like, when he leaves the storage that locker. That chase scene where we were talking about. So. Um, but yeah, I think that, uh, I do think though, even though we're talking bad about the for, uh, format for the Disney plus shows, I think a Disney plus show for Moon Knight is the best start. Yeah. Like, get, get people used to the character because he's a very important character. I think if you want to have him in the MCU for a long time, you got to let people understand where he's coming from. And I think just going straight to a feature film would have been very confusing for audiences. Yeah, definitely. So this way catch in week to week um and see what's going on i don't know like if it was like a two hour 20 minute like kind of moody like almost like like the batman just you know Mm. not as long if it was something like that i think 
it would have been just fine. You're right. Uh, and if, and if we are going to stick to TV format, like like you said earlier, like the Netflix route of you know extending it to to ten or even thirteen, I think that was Ruben actually who said that. Yeah, yeah. Would, would have been great. Yeah, I think uh, for like I said before, new characters, especially characters that are as convoluted as Moon Knight, you need to give it fifty minute episodes, thirteen uh thirteen episodes each season if you're doing more than one season because you the only thing i can like compare it to is the daredevil like daredevil Mm -hmm. season one was perfect in the sense of the storytelling christian no you're right no you're right ruben daredevil season one is perfect no other no other netflix season of the marvel shows came even close daredevil season one daredevil season three Daredevil season three, yeah, I would have to. Oh, well, Daredevil season two is even. Like, oh yeah, the freeze there, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was such a small moment. I just totally forgot about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so I just think uh, Netflix, sorry, uh, Disney, just give it thirteen episodes. Like, just make them make the budget bigger. Okay. What's up, Christian? Let it have consistent tone. I think is for me. Like for me, like, yeah. There's a, there's a bit too like too much levity in this for me. Like let let this be like a moodier kind of medium that, as far as I understand from Moon Knight, like it, it usually is. Like let it let it be this. Like Eternals is very much unwaveringly like um, meditative about its themes. Like let this be the same thing. And maybe you know we're still fairly new in this TV thing. We're about a year and three months into Disney Plus Marvel shows. Maybe hopefully they'll realize like hey. People don't really like our six-episode structure. Let's move it up to, you know, maybe ten episodes. Something like that. We're new into this Disney Plus TV shows, but, again, we have the experience of the Marvel shows. Like, I know it's not the same company, but it it kind of is. You have absorbed those people into this company. But then it also depends on the show, because if you look at 13 episodes in Luke Cage Season 1, was a drag. But, again... that first half was so good. That second half was so bad. Like, you're absolutely right. Play HBO again, Rock, no more than ten. You have the the convoluted character that is Moon Knight. The two identities that you have to give information on. You have to also include the, the Egyptian gods. That w- we already have two gods in the first two episodes. And like I said. Um, Moon Knight's going to be around for a while. So this is just just get everyone's toes in the water, I think. Let's hope. But let's Not hope to mention so. that Blade is supposed to show up at some point. Oh, my God. I can't wait for that. I don't Rao want it anymore. Oh, my God. I don't yeah. want it anymore. It I would take too it. much away from, from what Moon Knight is trying to do. Give me, give me my Midnight Suns, Marvel. Just do it. No, Bring I think. Call Norman after... Reedus up. No. Hey, we want you to play Ghost Rider. Do it, and he Let's just shows go. up as Daryl. Oh God, that'd Could be sick. Wouldn't he it? just shows up as Daryl, like Justin Daryl's stuff. Uh, either way, all right. <laughs> Sounds like we're on the general consensus that this is very much a flawed show so far, with some some pretty good highlights, some things. Hopefully, I don't know. I'm can... still on the edge. Again, it's hopefully not... they can improve. Yeah, yeah. Oscar Isaac also... is great. And it's interesting coming from someone, you know, I, I like our two takes right here. As someone who's not very knowledgeable with Moon Knight, Ruben, how you view the show, whereas me, like, I've known Moon Knight for a while. So it's like, I think this is pretty cool 
what they're doing. I just um, want the fact more. that we even have a fucking Moon Knight show. I'm telling you, when That's I was true, watching right? that first episode, I was like, I told Tesla, I never thought I'd get a fucking Moon Knight show. Like this is incredible. So. Um, I would like to know, like, general consensus. I haven't really looked on Twitter and all this stuff because I've, you know, muted all Moon Knight stuff mm-hmm. on Twitter because I can't watch it day one. Um, like, people who don't know Moon Knight much, that much how they view the show. People who do know Moon Knight that much, how they view the show as well. So, it, it'd be interesting. I, I, I like how that's our takes pretty much going on right here. Like, I'm a little bit more, hey, they're doing pretty good with it versus, and like, all both sides are valid. So I just want more right? exposition. That's all I want. It's tough. It's tough. We we got to get the ball moving yeah. with the plot. So maybe the exposition is coming in because you know we're going to the we're going to the yeah. we're going to Egypt. So here we go. Um, we have a question. Well, we have somebody here in the chat. Uh, Dark Sage nine one one seven says he has a question. Well, they have a question for us uh, for this panel about the recent Marvel shows and and, and the MCU. So I'm waiting for them to. Let us know what it is. But, hey, um, what's up? Are you excited for episode three? Me? Yes. Christian? No, but I'll watch. Okay. Uh, where's this, the the hype levels? Like, is this getting close to Loki? I know you weren't really too high on Loki. Do you expect this to go higher or lower? You asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. Hype I, levels? What do what, what do you do? Meaning define like define that. Define it for me. You said from the get go that you didn't like Loki. Yeah. So is this looking like it's getting above ranked above Loki so far? Probably below. Okay. I, I think I think Loki was doing uh, it's interesting interesting things better in those first few episodes than Moon Knight has been. I don't want to judge the show yet. Okay, that's fair. You know? Okay. All right. I I, I will say that with what if with Hawkeye's finale and with Moon Knight, like back to back to back, mm-hmm. I no longer look forward to any of the Marvel TV shows. Oof. Like I think they've, they've been, they've been, they've had their great moments in each of the, in each of the shows, but none of them have, have stood aside from WandaVision. I think WandaVision still holds up the best. None of them have held up on their own strongly the way the temple mo- movies have been. So now, like when, when I see a new show gets announced or it's coming up, I just don't look forward to it, to be okay. honest, because I don't have faith in the shows so far. I, I desperately want them to change my mind, though. Okay. Um, so Dark Sage has given us the the question. Uh, it starts off with a little exposition. Uh, I grew up as a uh, I grew up a comic book reader, so going into the MCU, I wanted to see the characters I knew and love portrayed how they were uh, the way I remember. I noticed with the MCU and the shows, it's there seems to be a divide between their purest fans like me and more casual fans as to how the heroes should be portrayed. My question mm-hmm. is, as someone who grew up reading uh, grew up reading about characters we know, should Marvel try to give everyone what they want? I am not a fan of how they are how they have done the MCU because it is not what I remember. But I also understand how fans today may not understand those stories for the older generation. That is is a tough question because you never want to be too uh, close to the original that you're not doing anything interesting, especially when you're doing more adaptations like years down the line. Right. Um, And you also don't want to be appeasing multiple fans at the same time because that just leads to like less visionary projects. 
and, and that's that's very tough. Like so far with like the MCU stuff, when they they do their own adaptations, so far it's like I think Civil War, for example, like that is drastically different to the the comics, right? And I, right. I think a lot of people like were kind of upset that it wasn't like this kind of like weighty kind of darker story. Like they're when they were fighting, I never I never felt the tension of them. Like oh, no one is gonna die in this in this fight that's happening right now. And yet, like those questions that Captain America and Iron Man were asking about, like government control were engaging enough and different enough that I was like, hmm, I actually liked that the MCU is doing this and is not wavering in this. And this is making me like very interested in, in those kinds of adaptations. Eric, I mean, you probably are the closest comic book reader, right? How do you feel? Um, I think that you have to draw a fine line. You're right. You don't want to be too fan servicey and you don't want to be um, too confusing. Otherwise, new people ain't going to come spend money on tickets yeah um so i think what you have to do is i think civil war is a great example one it's not the civil war comic that we're used to but the main thing about it is the divide between these heroes and i think that's what they get right they get the big divide and it's like we talked about in infinity war if we didn't have that big divide between tony and stark these two ideologies they would have been united against Thanos. Mm. And maybe we would have stood a better shot. But no, because we had that big morality problem in Civil War, that affected everybody. And I think right. that's what's more important. Like, you have to get the characters right. And Marvel has done an exceptional job at the characters. Like, they don't have to be copy-paste from the comics. But I tell you what, Spider-Man in No Way Home, he acts like Spider-Man. Like, those are very Peter Parker things that he does in No Way Home. And I think that's what's important, getting the essence of the character. Um, I think that, you know, some people were upset. I did read some articles. Some people were upset how Mr. Knight was used in this mm -hmm. um, because, you know, kind of a bumbling idiot. But it fit with Steven because Steven doesn't know about all this stuff. This is what he thinks the suit is. And it's a nice homage. Hey, look, that's Mr. Knight. Okay, cool. But this is Steven's Moon Knight. And with what's been going on with Steven, that makes sense. That works. So I think you just need to do your best to realize if we were writers, it could be different, but the writers want to tell the story they want to tell. And I think that's the most important thing. Let the writers tell the right story. Not, I'm not saying that um, what you're feeling is, uh, is it Dark what, dark Sage? Yeah, Dark Sage. I'm not saying that you shouldn't want to see your favorite stuff from the comics and the movies. I would like it. Look, they fucking gave us the Thanos copter and Loki. That was a fun homage to the <laughs> there. I thought that was fun. But what I don't want to see is just, oh, they're not doing this right. Um, you know... Freaking Mr. Fantastic is not in the Civil War story, so this isn't this isn't good. But but I'll tell you, Civil War still stands up as one of the best MCU movies because they get the essence of the characters right, and that's the most important thing. Because these are the most beloved characters in all comic books, really, the Marvel characters. They're so relatable, um, and I think they've done a fine job. Some hits, some misses, but. Um, I think we should just enjoy the fact that we're getting these stories told. So it's enjoy, 
And, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish up. Just, I am not going to, like, even though I'm having some problems with Moon Knight, I am not going to, that doesn't take away from the fact that I am so freaking excited we're finally getting Moon Knight on a small screen at this time. But I'm just going to enjoy it. Like, it's fun. At the end of the day, they're just movies. They're just TV shows. And they entertain the hell out of me. So that's just my point of view. So, Ruben. For me, it's interesting. You touched on a really good point there. They're capturing the essence of the the characters. Most of these characters that we're seeing in the MCU were created more than 30 years ago. So it's kind of difficult for them to... Uh, let's stick with the Civil War stuff. It's It's difficult for them to do the same storyline in the MCU because it really wouldn't make any sense. We don't really, everybody knows who Captain America is. Everybody knows who Tony Stark is. So it, it, it's hard for them to really do those storylines that are very dramatic and very poignant to the characters in the movie, in the comics. But like I said, it, it, it they capture the essence of the character which helps. Um, Dark Sage also says, for example, I was fine with what they did in Infinity War. I did not see Thanos kill people to impress Lady Death. But an example I will give is Galactus. When Marvel gets there, I want them to show us Galactus as he was in the comics, unless they have a very good reason to take liberties with him. I hope he's not just a, just a cloud. Of I was about to another. say, I hope he's not a freaking cloud in the sky. Again, Dark Sage, I was kind of hoping at the end of uh, either Endgame or Infinity War, we see Thanos going up to this thing in the sky or like just going up and saying, Master, I failed you. And just, just Galactus turning around and he's like, fine, I'll do it myself. Oh, we didn't need that. We did no, we didn't need that. No, I was just that's all the villains are going to say. Fine, I'll do it myself. That's, that's the big thing. That's that's the passing of the torch right yeah, there. That's it. That's it. No, but I did think that. Uh, I honestly thought that at the end of Infinity War, we were going to see Thanos going up to Galactus and saying something along the lines of, "All right, I did my part. Now it's your turn." Living tribunals way in the back, like, come on, come on, tag me in, tag me in, I'm ready. <laughs> not just because, like, he is the, the the planet eater, is he not? Yeah, yeah. So, so like, I, I definitely think I took out half of the population comic, yeah. for you. Go fucking do what you got to do, bro. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? No. Not At the me. end of the day, the most Christian, important part like I think Sonic, is the writer's so, story. Like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's that's, that's, that's the important part here. Yeah. If you want to see the stories you want told, write a script. Oh, mm. write a script. Uh, that, uh, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like, just we can only do with what we're. Okay, I'm gonna be on it. I'm gonna I mean... tell them to rewrite to remake uh, Infinity War. Well, okay. No, no. There's some there's some things that don't need to be. Well, you just told me to write a script. I'm I'm just saying it's just. No, I get what we've you're saying. Seen, we've seen what good writers in the MCU do. And we've seen what bad writers in the MCU do. So, um, we'll, we'll see. Writers, All right. you can do is just stay along for the ride. See if you like it or not. You don't have to like everything. I don't like everything in the MCU. And it's one of my favorite things ever invented. 
But we do um, have Hulk at the bottom, don't we? Hulk is pretty bad. Well, um, Hulk was also wasn't really a part of the MCU. It is. Tony Stark shows up at the end. But yeah, but... All right. All right. Uh, I hope that answers your question, Dark Sage. Uh, yeah. I, we, I we've mentioned Incredible Hulk too many times already on the show. So, <laughs> um, so all right. It's time for us. What you got? Um, you can find me here on the Penultimate Conquest every, mostly every show. It's been a little hectic for me because I'm still trying to figure out a work-life balance, so I haven't been on every show, and we also have been skipping shows. Uh, that's partly my fault. I am trying to stick with the scheduling, and life is just throwing me curveballs. My car broke down from Friday. I paid a oh. hundred bucks to fix it. I was very upset this weekend. Very upset. That was terrible. Yeah. But, you know, I'm also thinking of adopting a puppy, so I could... Nice. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to get? uh, The dog I'm looking at is a Labrador Retriever and Terrier mix. And it's just the cutest thing in the fucking world. But anyway, uh, Christian, where can people find you? Yes, you can follow me over on Twitter at IsoChristian to keep up with uh, all the things that I'm doing. Uh, Like my movie podcast, bi-weekly movie show. This month is Little Miss Sunshine for our movie club. I also do a weekly gaming show over at Podcast PXN every Wednesday. All the stuff that I do for this channel, I told the guys, my newest video essay, quite possibly the best intro I've written for one of these videos. So very excited to see how that's shaping up. And then started freelancing, of course, for Tech Raptor and the kind of big project that I was working on is finally up. I helped with an interview uh, with Ed McMillan of... Super Meat Boy and Binding of Isaac fame. So that was that was very cool to be part of that. Nice. All right. Uh, you can find me, Eric C. Ginn, on Twitter. Um, I am done with my Horizon review. It is written. <gasps> it's, it's, it's in. I am having Tessa, <laughs> having Tessa proofread it right now. But, uh, like right now, right now? No, not right now. Right now, she's she reads it to her. Ruby. <laughs> Maybe, uh, yeah. Ruby's just gonna take a pass fire out. the The transition from <laughs> paragraph two to paragraph three sucks. Again, I had to rewrite it. I like the way you reinforce your thesis here. Yeah. Dad. Um. So yeah, with me and um, because I I was going into this, I'm like, oh, I haven't done a re- written a review so long. I mean, I read I read the I writ. I wrote the Miles Morales review for the site, but like before that, I only done really once. This is like really my third ever. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do, and at the end of the day, I'm just going to be myself and say what I like, and say what I don't like. Just make because sure at makes... the at the end of the day, Ruben, I have already created the greatest thing ever on this earth. Nothing is going to top it. Our friendship. Yes. So why <laughs> even try? Nice not just be myself. What I like and don't like. Well, but, sir, uh, just make sure that it hits the. 10,000 word mark and we're my god <laughs> oh do you want that uh, let, me see. let me see actually how many words i do have in it. i'm looking at, let me get it right now Hold i on. was kidding my, Don't my hit guess 10, my guess is mm, no more than 1750 i was gonna say 1200 to 1750 what's I the did, ign like limit not limit but like limit I did two thousand and ninety-seven. When they have freelancers do stuff, do you know what the? Oh, 
depends on the the game, the size of the game. Well, they had just put out that tweet recently where they were saying stuff. That's for news aggregate. That's like you know less than a thousand words. Okay, probably like right. five hundred. Okay, yeah. a review is going to be yeah like two to three thousand upwards. Um, I'm no professional writer, but I just went with what I liked and didn't write. And it's two thousand plus. Oh, all right, there we go. That, yeah. I respect so, it a lot. We'll we'll get that and in when you hit when I can when I'm done when with you it fully. Get hired by IGN or Kotaku or these big gaming websites. You make sure that you put in a good word for me. All right, will do. All right. Um, and I'm about twenty six hours in Elden Ring right now, so that's that's also what I've hmm. been doing. So. That's fun. You know what uh, I've been doing this week? Mm. I brought this out. I've just been playing fucking Pokemon Yellow. You know? Going back to my roots. All right. <laughs> anyway, that's our review of Moon Knight Episode 2. Uh, tune in for next week. We're going to talk about Moon Knight Episode 3 and maybe the Thor trailer. Until then... Everyone, what we're also having a special guest on next week. Oh, who do we have next week? Ruben? We're having Aaron on coming back on to talk Moon Knight episode three. Aaron's Aaron Sini, yeah, I like that guy. He's pretty cool, you know. He's gonna want to argue with me, probably. He's got some bad takes, he's got some bad takes, but you know, he does have bad takes, he does, but yeah, exciting stuff. I'm excited, I'm excited to have him back on, but anyway. Until next week, everyone, Excelsior. To the moon, night. <laughs>